is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman Whip. Is that really in the Bible? In 3 John 1 and verse 2, there's a statement of, that I think gives us a lot of encouragement. It says this, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosperous. Now, what this verse tells me is something that I think we all need to understand, and that is God is on your side. He's not against you. He is for you. He wants us to be, number one, healthy, I believe, healthy, and he also wants us to prosper. Yet, if you visit an old folks home, or if you visit a hospital, people, I mean, you realize very quickly, in fact, you probably know a lot of people who are far from being healthy, and they are far from prospering. I mean, often as we get older, every dime you have is spent on health care. I know when my mother got sickly, the home that she was in, we were spending $4,200 a month, um, which is a lot of money, you know, just in where we had to get additional health care for her. Now, I know we all have to die. And as much as I would like to believe that I could just lay back in my lazy boy recliner and fall asleep, that's how I'd like to go. I'd like to just close my eyes, fall asleep, and that's it. You know, I don't want to run up no big hospital bills. I don't want my family around me feeling sorry for me. I don't want tubes running out of my body. I don't want any of that stuff. I just want to get it over with. When the time comes to die, I want to get it over, get it over with quickly. But the problem is there's no guarantee of that. That's the problem. Okay. Now, I was reading Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 3 from the Message Bible. And it was something about the way the Message Bible renders it I thought was pretty good. You know, someone had said that you need to read the book of Ecclesiastes every year on your birthday. Yeah, if you want to have a dose of reality and all its ugliness, Read the book of Ecclesiastes every birthday that you celebrate. Okay, Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 3 says this, In old age, your body no longer serves you so well. Muscles slacken, grip weakens, joints stiffen. The shades are pulled down on the world. You can't come and go at will. Things grind to a halt. Hikes to the mountain are a thing of the past. Even a stroll down the road has its terror. Your hair white, adorning a fragile and impotent matchstick body. Yes, you're well on your way to eternal rest while your friends make plans for your funeral. Oh man, how depressing. How depressing can it get? Well, my point is there's no guarantee of what death will be like for you or for me. But I too, we all must face death. And one thing I can, I've figured out so far about facing death, you're not going to enjoy it. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, okay. So what is the answer then? 
Well, the answer is enjoy life while you can. That's the answer, and that's what the book of Ecclesiastes is all about. Enjoy life while you can. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 7 says, seize life. Yeah, grab hold of it. Eat bread with gusto. Drink wine with a robust heart. Oh, yes, God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Now, that's a fascinating concept. God takes pleasure in your pleasure. You know, maybe you've never thought about that. You're out there enjoying fishing or hiking or you're enjoying creation. Well, God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Verse 8 says, dress festively every morning. You know, don't skimp on colors. Yeah, I mean, look, put on some cologne. Smell good. Dress to impress. Yeah. Wear some gaudy colors. You know, whatever. <laughs> Relish life with your, the spouse you love each and every day of your precarious life. Each day is God's gift. It's all you get in exchange for the hard work of staying alive. Yes, staying alive. That was the song by the Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Okay. Make the most of each one. That is, each day. It's a gift from God. Whatever turns up, grab it and do it. And heartily, this is your last and only chance at it. For there's neither work to do nor thoughts to think in the company of the dead where you're most certainly headed. Now, Solomon is not saying that there is no resurrection from the dead. He just, Solomon is just dealing with reality and all, his, all its ugliness. He's just dealing with life as it is right now. So if you can, you better enjoy life while you can. A friend of mine told me, elderly lady said, told me, he said, you better enjoy life while you can because you're sure not going to enjoy it when you get old and you can't do anything. And that's what Ecclesiastes is telling us. Enjoy it while you can. Now, my question, though, is this, what I want to talk about today. Does God want people to be sick? Uh, now, I know old age and dying, there's nothing you can do about that. Okay, we all understand that. But I was looking at some statistics. Worldwide cancer, rate are, cancer rates are set to jump more than 75% by the year 2030. By the year 2030, 22.2 million new cancer cases will be diagnosed compared to 12.7 million in 2008. Now, okay, is this God's will? Okay, we are an unhealthy nation because we have broken God's law. And the law I'm talking about today are God's food laws that are plainly written out for us in the pages of your Bible. I believe there is a direct correlation between diet and cancer. You are what you eat, okay? For the past 6,000 years, man has rejected God's food laws. In church, you don't hear anything about God's dietary laws. What you will hear in church is they've been abolished, they've been nailed to the cross, they've been fulfilled, uh, Jesus cleansed all meats, uh, that's Jewish law, it's not for us, that's what you're, ch now, you would think church could be a place you could go to to learn how to be healthy. I mean, after all, isn't our bodies the temple of God? How come you don't hear anything about health in church? Shouldn't preach, well, again, preachers can't preach about instructions they don't follow. Let me repeat that. Your preacher is not going to tell you about instructions 
he doesn't follow and has no intention of ever following. Okay, so what I think is going on is this. It is a weakening with the failure for 6,000 years. Man has thumbed his nose up at God and said, I don't care, God, what you tell me to do. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm not keeping your dietary laws, God. You know, that's what man has done. So with each generation, there is a weakening of the immune system. And we pass that on to our children. Now, this has been going on for 6,000 years. Basically, man is unwilling to keep God's dietary laws. And so there's been a weakening of the immune system that we pass on to the next generation and the next generation. And with each generation, and we have gotten to the point to where in the year 2030, cancer rates are going to jump by 75%. In other words, our immune system can't fight off this. You know, they say the cancer cell is in everybody's body, but it's the issue of your immune system fighting it off or whatever. So this is my theory about health because we have rejected God's food laws. Now notice Numbers 14 and verse 18. The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquities and transgressions, and by no means clearing the guilt, guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. This is where we are today, a generation of sickness that we have caused. Yeah, we've caused this generation of sickness by the refusal to keep God's food laws. Leviticus 11 and verse 2, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which you shall eat among the beasts that are on the earth. And then we go into, what the Bible goes into is a list of clean and unclean meats. The unclean meats are the scavengers, not meant for human consumption. They were never designed by God to be eaten. And then you have a list of the clean meats that is for human consumption. Listen to this offer and I'll be right back. Are you concerned about your personal health? Is God, the creator and designer of the human body, concerned about your health? Are there instructions in the Bible that is directly related to your personal health? When it comes to your personal health, God will not do for you what you can do for yourself. And the one thing that you can do for yourself is to follow God's dietary laws. Order your free copy of What's on Your Plate to get a better understanding of the foods that may be destroying your health. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com. Now question, why would God put down in writing a list of clean and unclean? Clean meats versus unclean. Let's ask a series of questions. Okay. Who created man? Answer, God. Okay. Who created the animal kingdom? Answer, God. Does God know what causes cancer? Well, I think he's smart enough to figure that one out. Yes, yeah. Could the remedy for cancer have been given to us 6,000 years ago? I, 
is the cure for cancer in the Bible. You know, I think it is. You know, doctors have no way of knowing the results, the effect of 6,000 years paying no attention to the dietary loss. They don't know that what that causes. They have no way of knowing how it, you know, probably weakens the, the uh, immune system. There's no way they can diagnose this. I'm just saying God doesn't give laws for the heck of it, you know. There's a reason God always gives us instructions. He gives us instructions to follow the instructions, you know. Well, that's a novel idea. You mean God gives us instructions so that we can... I've never heard that in church. Uh, I heard that the law has been abolished, been nailed to the... Been done. I heard that dietary law has been done away with. Now, I tell you, I, we're, our religion is vain. It's, it's just vain. I mean, I, I don't even know why people even bother, you know, if, if it's not instructions on how to live your life, how to be healthy, how to prosper, how to do, you know, how, uh, you know, someone said the glory of God is man fully alive. Think about that. The glory of God is man fully alive. Not sickly, not sickly, fully alive. Is the cure for cancer in the Bible clean versus unclean? I, mean, I think it, it probably is. There's a lot of instructions about diet. You know, don't eat the fat. Don't drink the blood. Drain the blood when you kill. There's a proper way to drain the blood when you kill an animal. You slit its throat and you let the blood pour out. Uh, can you imagine meeting God and God saying, you know, the cure for cancer was in the book. Really? Yeah, it was dietary laws. Yeah, that was a cure. Oh, boy. You know, and we, we're just not hearing this stuff in church how to be healthy. We're not hearing, follow the instructions. <clears throat> now, okay, let's, let's go to some of the excuses. You know, Mark 7 and verse 18. People have used this one on me a bunch of time with the dietary laws. And he said to them, are you so without understanding also? Do you not know or perceive that whatsoever thing from without enters into a man, it cannot defile him? Now, I agree with this. Jesus, <clears throat> now, let me tell you how people take this. You see, Jesus said, you can eat anything. It's not going to defile you. Well, what Jesus is talking about is being morally defiled before God. You have to separate being morally defiled versus being uh, God's health laws and instructions. Now, let's say you go out and you find in the woods some death angel mushrooms. And you salt it, you, you, you know, you build a fire and you saute it and you put some olive oil and you put these death angel mushrooms in there in the frying pan. You put some salt on them and you eat these death angel mushrooms. Now, if you eat these death angel mushrooms, you will not be morally defiled, but they will kill you, you see. Yeah, they'll kill you. So if you eat unclean meats, you're not morally defiled, but you will destroy your health. Do you want to destroy your health? Do you like the possibility of the year 2030 of 75% cancer rate going up? You know, increase, 75% increase of cancer by the year 2030. Do you like that idea? Is there a way to be healthy? Now, also, don't fall for this nonsense that I've heard a bunch of times. <clears throat> Excuse me, losing my voice. Don't fall for this nonsense <laughs> that you've heard something. Well, I just pray over this thing. I pray over this, I pray over this possum. 
And then suddenly, chum, presto, changeo, it's clean. No, you can't pray over, un- you try praying over death angel mushrooms and see what that does for you. Just kidding, don't, don't, don't actually do that because you'll kill yourself. But, but you know, it's not gonna change anything is my point. Now let's consider one of America's all time favorites, the pig, yeah. Do you ever notice that people that eat a lot of pig meat begin to look like a pig? I mean, their jaws start to, I mean, they get big all over. They get fat as a pig, you know? All right. You have pig's feet, pig's tail, pig brains, pig tongue, pig snout, pig skin, pork tenderloin, tenderloin, pork chops, ham, and bacon. Bacon, excuse me, bacon, yeah. No part is spared. The pig is a scavenger created for the purpose, just like the vulture or buzzard, to clean up the earth. God says, don't eat it. Pigs have eaten Philadelphia's garbage and sewage for more than 100 years, saving the city more than $3 million a year in landfill cost. Now this is a proper use of a scavenger. Think about this. They've eaten Philadelphia sewage and garbage for 100 years, saving the city $3 million million a year. That's the proper use of a scavenger. You know, you use them for the purpose they were intended. But the purpose they were intended was not to be eaten. Okay. They are designed, the pig, to clean up the environment. Okay, the pig's resume. Availability, let's look at this. It's in supermarkets, bars, school cafeterias. Yes, hospitals, fast food chains, restaurants, and private homes. Yeah, I mean, here you are in the hospital, you're trying to get better, and they're feeding you pig meat. Does it make any sense? No, it was in school. Oh, the school I went to, Yeah, it was, you know, Franklin County High School. It was the most pig-infested place I'd ever been in my life. I love to eat, but on Monday, it was ham sandwiches. On Tuesday, it was pigs in a blanket. On Wednesday, it was pork barbecue. On Thursday, it was a ham sandwich. Friday was the only day I could eat, I guess, you know. That was fish day, yeah. But it was, I mean, the place was trying to kill the people or something. I don't know. So, listen, you call yourself a Christian. Okay, you call yourself a Christian, and you could care less what God Almighty says about health and diet. You know? Here's the Bible. This is meant for human consumption. These are clean beasts. These are scavengers. Don't eat them. You call yourself a Christian, and you could care less. Do us all a favor. You could care less about what God says. You could care less about the authority of God's word. God's word, God's authority means nothing. Do us all a favor. Don't call yourself a Christian. All right. History of the pig. Known to contain contain the trichnopork worm, trichinosis or whatever, throughout its entire body which is transferred to humans through eating its flesh. Experience of the pig, every part of its body is eaten. 
Why? Why? I mean, here's a scavenger. And every part, and I do mean every part, of its body is eaten. Why? How is that? How can we so screw up God's instructions? Okay, the pig. Handicaps has a tube-like opening in its foreleg similar to a sewage line which oozes. Criminal record of the pig. Previously charged with causing high blood pressure and heart disease, stiff and sore muscles, obesity, trichinosis, found guilty. Now, okay, let I know a lot of a lot of you are getting upset here. You're thinking to yourself, man, he's meddling, talking about what I can and cannot eat, talking about the word of God. I'm not giving up anything. Okay. If you want to go to a place where you're never challenged about anything that you're doing, go to church. Okay? Why do you think churches are so popular? Because they never challenge their people against the Word of God. If they challenge their people and said, look, this is what the Bible says. This is in the Bible. These are, these are the words of Jesus. These are the words, you know, whatever. Word of God right here. All right. If they would challenge them, their, their churches would be empty. Your church would be empty if your minister challenged you about, against the Word of God. And that's why churches are so popular is because no one ever challenges anybody about anything from the pages of the Bible. All right. Pig, most recent accomplishment, has managed to convince the public to ignore the existence of the parasite trichnia worm in its flesh, to accept its presence as a natural part of the American diet. Boy, I tell you, we live in a world of deception. We really do. And I, I just imagine that day. I imagine that day when Jesus is going to look us in the face and say, you know, that cancer was bad, was it not? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, eat up with cancer, you know. Well, there was a remedy in the Bible. You know, it had to do with diet. But you wouldn't listen. You were stiff-necked. You were hard-hearted. You were foolish. Because you wouldn't submit to the authority of God's Word. You know, if you bought a new vehicle... A new vehicle comes with a manual. And in that manual, it will tell you the type of fuel, whether it's you know, high-octane fuel. It will tell you the type of oil you need to run in the crankcase. And you know, it's well known that some cheap fuels contain many harmful elements, which can clog the engine and even cause irreversible damage to the engine. However, the car owner is free to operate and maintain his vehicle however he may choose. Hey, if you want to put lemonade in the gas tank, you're free to do that. You buy a new car, you can put lemonade in the gas tank. You can put maple syrup in the brake fluid. You can put molasses in the crankcase. You can put orange juice in the power steering. You can put tomato juice in the transmission. That is your choice. To do, you are free to do that. You don't have to pay a bit attention to the manual, the owner's manual. You know, and I tell you, 
Christians are putting garbage into their bodies. You know, and your body is supposed to be the temple of God, and they are putting garbage, they are eating garbage. They've thrown the manual away. Well, they still carry it to church, but they don't pay any attention to it. <clears throat> and the preacher, it's, it's, it'd be like a cold day in hell if he ever goes back to the Old Testament and, and quotes any of this stuff. Like I said, no preacher is going to preach about instructions he don't follow. Which, that means about 75% of the instructions are off-limit for your preacher. He can't go there. He can't talk about stuff he's not going to do. Okay? Why, why do you go to church? I mean, really, why? What, what are you getting out of it is my question. I mean, if you're not getting instructions on how to somehow change your life, live better, stop doing things that's destroying your health and your life and your, you know, you're, you're broke all the time and you, you, you live in a dysfunctional family system and everything's going wrong and you can't get along with your wife and you can't get along with your husband and everything's wrong. Why do you go to church? If not to follow the instructions, to look at the Bible and say, God never gave a bad law. He never gave a bad law. Exodus 15 and verse 26 and said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals thee. Yeah, God wants to heal you if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. God doesn't put diseases upon us. We put diseases upon us. And you know, for most would-be Christians, the Bible has no authority in their life. And that's what's really in your Bible. Are you concerned about your personal health? Is God, the creator and designer of the human body, concerned about your health? Are there instructions in the Bible that is directly related to your personal health? When it comes to your personal health, God will not do for you what you can do for yourself. And the one thing that you can do for yourself is to follow God's dietary laws. Order your free copy of What's on Your Plate to get a better understanding of the foods that may be destroying your health. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com.